Welcome to the Future of Field Service podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Nicastro. Uh, I am coming to you uh, from Paris. Uh, we just wrapped our um, third stop on the Future of Field Service live tour for 2023 in Paris. Um, we had a great day uh, yesterday, um, a wonderful lineup of speakers. Um, we had a, a smaller group with us at this event, which was um, really nice because everyone had an opportunity to uh, really engage with one another, get to meet one another, um, have some really good breakout conversations um, in addition to our interview sessions. Um, and I think people really enjoyed uh, that opportunity. I had one person tell me that it felt like we created um, a, a field service family in Paris, which was uh, really nice to hear. So I uh, just want to share um, some of the, the highlights of uh, the sessions uh, yesterday, what came up at the event, um, and some of the points that I thought were really interesting. So our first session of the day uh, was with uh, Sebastian Garrick, who is um, the Director of Service for France at Gaia Group. Um, and uh, Sebastian joined to talk about Gaia's service transformation and three um, major components of that, which is the importance of mindset, um, customer centricity, and the role that that plays, and also remembering to prioritize and continually work on operational efficiency. Um, so Gaia is uh, a manufacturer who, um, like many, is seeing the massive opportunity to focus uh, more on service within its value proposition, but obviously for a company that has um, a, a strong manufacturing history, that's where the importance of the mindset shift and, and the change management comes in. Um, one of my favorite things that Sebastian said is um, a statement that uh, someone had or advice someone gave him um, in his career, which is that we should welcome problems um, and uh, look at them as opportunities rather than, you know, a nuisance or or something to avoid. Um, and I think that that's a really good point um, and one that, uh, you know, particularly when you think about some of the major topics in service today that we often refer to as challenges, they are um, indeed opportunities for companies to get a bit more creative and uh, innovate. Um, and I I love that attitude. Uh, so that was great. Um, next up, we had uh, Ravi Chandra Shirsagar, who is uh, the Vice President for Digital Buildings and Global Commercial at Schneider Electric. Um, so Ravi Chandra uh, joined uh, me to talk about how Schneider is reimagining the role of the field technician for 2025, 2030, and beyond. So we started our conversation really talking about um, how he um, manages his time to be sure that he's meeting the present day needs of the business, but also carving out this time and, and making sure his teams are carving out time to think about um, what will 2025 look like, which as he mentioned, will be here uh, before we know it, but also 2030 and, and really starting to um, put some steps in place today to be preparing for um, how quickly things are changing and, and what that will look like. So um, obviously uh, he's in charge of digital and Schneider is really, really focused on helping its customers, um, you know, achieve uh, 
more um, sustainable buildings. Um, and they have a, a really uh, exciting and I think compelling mission um, for uh, their their workforce to be a part of. Uh, but internally, you know, we talked a lot about how um, the the field technicians role will change based on technologies that are available for increased automation and um, you know, a lot more remote service, uh, as well as, you know, as the organization um, continues to look at outcomes it can provide to its customers, how that might change some of the roles um, that, you know, have traditionally been filled by one field technician. So one of the things that I really liked uh, that Ravi Chandra brought up is that they've actually, um, not too long ago, changed the name from field technician to service technician. That seems like such a small thing, um, but when you think about this idea of um, leveraging more uh, automation and, and more remote capabilities, it's thinking ahead a bit about the fact that that role um, soon uh, or or even in some areas today uh, will not be completely a field role, you know, so we may have people that split time between an office or even working from home and then going on site um, part of the time. So I think simple shifts like that, um, they sound like, oh, yeah, totally. Um, they they require uh, a lot of thinking um, ahead and also thinking about um you know, what is representative of the role uh, today, what will fit uh, into the future. So we had um, some really good conversations about um, how they're thinking uh, of um, the the evolution of that role. Uh, and I think that that um, initial step of changing the name from field technician to service technician, um, Ravi Chandra also spoke about how, you know, from a digital perspective, as the volume of data that they are collecting and using um, with their customers increases, they've uh, had to bring in a lot more um, analysts uh, to to really work with that data and make it insightful for um, the uh, employees that are interacting with customers and for the customers themselves, which we know will certainly be an increasing need as well. So really great conversation, um, really good, you know, uh, insight into how we can um, both focus on what we need to be doing today, but also be thinking uh, ahead um, because we know things are, are moving quite rapidly. Um, the next session was with Marie Kobesi, who is the Director of After Sales Service Projects and Transformation at uh, FNAC Darty. Um, so Marie, um, you know, is responsible for essentially um, determining in service um, which projects, uh, transformational projects, uh, the company will um, prioritize and decide to take on, and then making sure that they are um, achieving those um, objectives in a way that aligns with uh, the strategy for each. So one of the things Marie brought up that I think everyone loved, again, um, quite simple in nature, but incredibly effective and impactful. Marie spoke about the um, process, process that they use for the prioritization of transformation projects. 
um, which they refer to as the four C's. So the first C is customers. Um, the second C is employees, but the French word for employee uh, starts with C. Um, the third is cost, and the fourth is uh, carbon footprint. So those are the different pillars um, that the company looks at every time it's evaluating uh, which transformation projects to prioritize um, its investment and time in next. Uh, and I saw a lot of people taking notes and thinking like, oh yeah, that's that's great. Um, and also some folks that shared um, which of those they uh, sort of currently tend to focus on and, and why it might be important to um, take a look at all of those. So um, Darty, uh, not long ago, introduced um, a subscription model to its, its customers um, for service. So the company services all sorts of, of different uh, home appliances. And um, traditionally, that's been done on um, a warranty basis, or um, I believe uh, also on a, a per repair basis. Um, and so moving to this uh, subscription model has uh, led to a lot of growth uh, for the organization. And, and Marie also talked about how to navigate that. Um, but it it it's a, a value proposition that has positively impacted the customer base, the organization. And then we, we did talk quite a bit about the impact that it's had on um, carbon footprint, on the ability to um, extend the life cycle of products and uh, therefore reduce waste uh, and, and improve reuse um, and remanufacturing, things like that. Um, she talked about uh, the focus that the organization has on um, continuing to evolve from a customer experience perspective, but also from a uh, employee perspective, some of the areas of opportunity that they have to further improve um, the tools and processes that the field technicians um, use so that it, um, you know, makes their, uh, their um, daily lives a bit easier. And then she also spoke about um, the program that they have in place, um, uh, an initiative that they've put in place to bring in new technicians, um, to put them into a training program, and to uh, use that as a way to um, increase their talent pool. Uh, and then Marie and I um, also had a good conversation about, um, you know, her being uh, a woman in service. So we had two female speakers at the Sydney event, um, but both, one was an author, one was um, a consultant. So not necessarily service uh, leaders themselves. Marie um, was the first uh, woman on stage um, from that perspective. So uh, that's kind of representative of where the industry is. And so we talked about, um, you know, what that has meant for her. Um, she actually spoke about how she sees that as a positive thing and how, um, in her mind, one of the things that we need to do to get more um, gender diversity in the industry is to make sure that we're showing and showcasing um, the ability to have work-life balance. Uh, and we talked a little bit about what that means and what that might look like. Um, and uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, next up, we had um, a session with Jan Van Veen who is the founder and managing director of More Momentum, um, which is a community for um, service organizations in the manufacturing space specifically. Um, and Jan um, 
and I spoke about uh, sort of the gap that lies between um, the potential of service innovation and some of the reality of, of where we are today. Um, so we talked a bit about, you know, what to prioritize and how, um, exactly how far should we be looking ahead um, for organizations that are thinking more about incremental um, innovation, what could that look like for companies that want to focus more on disruptive innovation, what should that look like? Um, we talked about um, some of the differences between focusing on digital transformation, service transformation, and business transformation. Um, and, uh, you know, um, Jan brought up some great points. Um, I, I think challenged me on some of my thinking, which I, I really enjoyed um, because as I mentioned to the audience, I, I really love having the opportunity to learn um, in these conversations as well. Uh, so, so that was really nice. Um, and we were able to, you know, speak with some of the folks in the crowd about um, those points and kind of compare notes and and uh, have a, a good discussion. So that was really cool. Um, and the last session of the day uh, was with uh, Emmanuel uh, Duchesny and Stefan uh, Dabas, who are both from Culligan. So uh, Emmanuel is the customer service director and Stefan is the IT uh, director at Culligan. Um, so that session was really talking about um, how to create a productive and collaborative um, business and IT partnership that can deliver um, on the uh, customer and employee um, focused objectives. So it was a really fun session because um, I, I didn't realize uh, that Emmanuel and uh, Stefan had worked together for over a decade and they have um, a really fun rapport and relationship. So it was, uh, you know, I, I joked with them after saying um, it was kind of like a old married couple, like they were finishing each other's sentences. They were kind of poking fun at one another. It was really, really um, it was really fun, but uh, they had some some really good perspective on, you know, what the um, relationship or, or really lack thereof between the business and IT looked like when they started with Culligan, um, you know, 10, 12 years ago and how it's evolved over time, why it's evolved uh, and what it needs to look like today um, and the recognition that you know, these initiatives, technology initiatives really need to be business led and what a productive relationship looks like in their organization. So we talked about the importance of building trust. Um, obviously, we talked about, you know, the prioritization of needs. We talked about business case. We talked about um, how to navigate uh, differences of opinion. Uh, we talked about um, the fact that Colligan is, is a highly acquisitive business. So they're often bringing in other organizations to their uh, IT ecosystem. And we spoke about you know, um, what that looks like and how they determine um, the path as they bring those companies on to, um, you know, um, what technology to leverage, et cetera. Um, one of the things that came out of that session that, again, I think everyone enjoyed is that um, Emmanuel shared that they have uh, what they call a um, CX day, where they have um, every function of the business, um, so uh, 
finance, um, HR, uh, I believe every function of the business um, spend time with uh, a frontline employee, either in their call center or in the field. Um, and the the goal of that is to really make sure that everyone understands that customer facing role and um, what service looks like in practice and has an appreciation for that. Um, and again, this was one of the points that I saw everyone in, in the room writing notes on. Um, I had a, a couple of conversations after that session about how impactful that could be, not only from creating that awareness among the different functions of the business, but also in the sense of um, making those frontline workers feel valued and appreciated and important because you're acknowledging how critical their role is and how you want everyone in the organization to be aware of, of what they do. So I thought that was such a good takeaway. Um, we had uh, some breakout sessions where we um, talked about some of these different topics in small groups, uh, which were really interesting, um, gave everyone an opportunity to pick each other's brains, get to meet one another. Um, we had some time uh, over lunch and at the end of the day to, to socialize and, and network. Um, and all in all, it was a great day. Um, from uh, the UK and Paris events, we do plan to um, try and release uh, as many of the sessions um, as we can here on the podcast. So uh, that way you'll have an opportunity to um, hear uh, more of what was shared in detail. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, um, stay connected with us uh, at futurefieldservice.com. You can sign up for the Insider which will deliver um, a recap of the latest content to you every other week in your email inbox. Uh, we also have um, three events left in the live tour. We have Minneapolis on June 15th, Dusseldorf uh, June 21st, and Stockholm September 7th. Um, so if you can make it to any of those locations, uh, would love to have you be a part of um, our community. Uh, events are free to attend for service leaders, and you can view the agendas and register for any of those events uh, on the website. Um, the Future of Field Service podcast is published in partnership with IFS. You can learn more, <clears throat> excuse me, you can learn more at ifs.com. As always, thank you for listening.